Welcome. I'm Lauren Ash, and you're listening to the Black Girl in Ohm podcast. Black Girl in Ohm exists to hold and catalyze healing within Black women around the world on their unique journeys towards wholeness. We support the necessary transformation, spiritual awakening, consciousness shifts, and intergenerational healing occurring within the diaspora. This podcast is a warm embrace, soothing realness, and conscious girl talk. Come into conversation with me and our spirit-centered guests. Let the journey begin. I am so thrilled about today's conversation. It is with someone that I've had the pleasure of knowing for probably three or four years at this point. Someone who knows me in, I think, a different way than anybody else. And she really blesses a lot of people with love and care and tenderness and compassion. And I am just so honored to introduce Caprice Dominique. Thank you. How are you? I am so amazing because I'm sitting next to you. And this is how my day is starting. <laughs> I did my morning rituals and then I came over here and it's just going to be an amazing conversation. How are you? Doing good. Amazing. Yeah. Grapefruit juice this morning. I saw you sipping that. <laughs> you always have something healthy with you, which is great. So Caprice has been blessing my life with her healing hands over the past several years. She is a natural hair care stylist. She is really all about empowering black women to really own their own hair journey that's what I really see you doing. You really empower us to be able to know how we can take care of our hair, the things that we should be considering, not just the things that we're putting on our hair and doing to our hair, but also like what we're eating and how we're really thinking about ourselves in a holistic way. When I met you, I had already been natural for a long time. My journey with hair is that I was natural, I think up until like fifth grade. So compared to, I think most little black girls of my generation, I think that I was a little bit unique. Like I think a lot of mothers or grandmothers would like, you know, start relaxing their children's hair much sooner. But for whatever reason, my mom was just like, nah, right? And maybe it was me desiring to have straight hair more often. I don't really know. But fifth grade through senior year of high school, that was like when I did the whole relaxer thing. Obviously hated the process, but at the time thought that the look was easier, thought that the look was better, all of that. And it was really in college due to mostly not wanting to go through that process um, just because it was like time intensive and I didn't really have the time. And also, I think I saw a photo of myself as a little girl and was inspired by, oh, wait, my hair is popping. It's so cute. Why don't I rock that? Mm -hmm. And also, I think I was influenced in part by the emerging natural hair care movement. I don't think I was like as plugged in. You know, I wasn't like on the Internet blogs doing that whole thing, but it was still popping up to me in various ways. So from 2007, when I started uh, college until now, it's been like 12 years of me being natural. And so when I met you about three, four years ago, I think, Mm -hmm. I was already on a journey, but you literally just like amplified the journey for me. You got me to think about all these natural hairstyles that I could do, protective styles with, you know, added hair, or also just like cute little buns, cute little cornrows, straight backs. Like (laughs) you literally opened me up to a whole new world because I think I had stayed stagnant, just rocking my little, little like TWA or like when my fro started growing, like 
rocking that and doing twist outs and like that's where it that's where it stops so you have really just amplified my life <laughs> so I want to know like your own journey with your own hair not even like as a as a stylist but your own journey with your own hair and why you're so passionate about hair as a black woman okay <laughs> I think my hair journey started probably when I was a baby it's kind of a, a little bit of a deep story. So when I was first born, my mom said that I had a lot of hair. And I was actually, long story short, I was adopted. But as a baby, I was burned by a blow dryer. Wow. And so it's so ironic now that the thing that could have, you know, did so much damage to me, I use now as a tool to empower other people. Wow. So I was telling my friend about this the other day, and she was just like, oh, my gosh, Caprice, that is such an amazing story. Yeah. Like, the thing that could have took you out is the thing that you use oh today. Oh, my goodness. So I think my journey started there. Yes. But when I was maybe four or five, I remember looking in the mirror because my hair just was very odd. My adoptive mom, she really didn't know how to do my hair. Right. So I had, like, these ponytails these little like look like little antennas and I would just look at my hair and I was just like I know my hair can look better than this yes and so eventually I started doing my own hair as a child as a child <laughs> this is amazing already I started doing my own hair and then um, I think by the time I got to it was high school I was looking for a job and my friend like we're super young we're freshmen in high school we're like what can we do to make extra money and my friend was like, well, you should come to the barbershop. Like, there's a, a stylist there who's looking for someone to shampoo hair. Mm -hmm. And so then I started, like, shampooing hair mm -hmm. and learning how to actually take care of my hair. Yes. And after that, it just blossomed to what it is today. I've been natural now since 2004. Yeah. I've been locked since 2014. Wow. That's been amazing. And your yeah. locks are gorgeous. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that is such a powerful story. I didn't even know that. I can't even believe that yeah. hasn't even come <laughs> up in the many conversations we've had. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. When did you really make that connection, too, between what happened with you as a baby and the work that you're doing now? It was really earlier um, this year, and I think it had a lot to do with when I took some time off and started traveling. I talked to one of my aunts. And she told me the backstory of what happened to me when I was a baby and why I was adopted. And once she told me that, it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing, like yeah. what I'm doing now. But then also not just the thing that happened to me, also my aunt and my biological mom, they were like doing hair since they were like kids wow and my aunt was saying that people around the block would come to her because she was the only one who knew how to grow their hair yeah and so she had clients coming like yes. and she's just you know in high school and it passed along to you because yeah. my hair has flourished ever since you've been in the scalp <laughs> it's, it's all about love it's like doing yes. things with love yes absolutely period doing things with intention and doing yes. things with love so what's solidified it for you when were you like this is going to be a path of mine and I know you have many different paths you know yeah. so I don't mean to confine you to just that because you're also very multi-dimensional and I'm sure we'll talk about that but what confirmed it for you like yes this is how I'm going to serve this is how I'm going to bless others I would say I struggled with it for a while 
the only stylist that I knew growing up, they really didn't love what they did. Mm. And I loved it. And I didn't think people understood that. So I struggled with it. But I think when I went to hair school and I just aced every exam and um, like the owners were, com were coming to me and saying, oh my gosh, I love your work. That's when I knew that I was like, oh, I have to. Yes. I have to do this and I want to do this and I want to change mm -hmm. the industry somehow. You know, whether that's just through each person that I tell that their hair is beautiful and that yes. they don't have to have relaxer yes. and showing them how to actually take care of their hair. Yes. It was then and that was in 2007. And let's go deeper into what you said around you saw quite a few stylists who didn't love what they did. I know that something that you're passionate about is taking care of yourself. So often in the past several years when I've gotten my hair done with you, but also when I've gotten like my hair braided with um, other hairstylists, especially here in Chicago, I have found myself aware and also concerned, you know, I'm a wellness practitioner, I'm a yeah. yogi, I think about things like having alignment within your body, rolling your shoulders back, yeah. sitting down, standing up, stretching. I find myself concerned about like, how are you, sis? Like, are you taking care of your body? And if so, how? And I know that this is something that you're aware of. So yeah. how do you personally take care of yourself during what can be at times a very strenuous labor intensive experience you know standing over someone sometimes you're bent over meticulously navigating your your fingers and your wrists to get someone looking beautiful right mm -hmm. but in the process itself maybe something that is taking a toll on you yeah so um, more recently I've been trying to be very intentional about just setting time for myself to do the things that I love, to fill myself back up so yes. that I can give. But it's just, I love running. And so I've started back running along the lakefront, you know, making sure that I do my stretches, making sure that my wrists and my fingers are nice and, I guess, lubricated by drinking lots of water yes. and staying hydrated. Um, taking supplements I do a lot of um, yeah you're super into herbal healing <laughs> yeah yes um, I take black seed oil and just have a, a bunch of supplements that I just make sure that I'm taking to be as healthy as I can to yeah. give to people that's amazing because when you are in a position of service that does not mean that you are supposed to be like a servant <laughs> <laughs> you know, we oftentimes can get the two confused. Like there is a difference. So this idea of always trying to give from the overflow. And I know that you also love Lisa Nichols and she talks about that a lot, like not giving from a place of depletion, but giving from a place of overflow. And that that takes intention, that takes time. So how do these conversations with other stylists that you're encouraging to also take care of themselves go? Does this seem like a novel idea for them sometimes? It's a hard thing to do because right now, social media and then just so many events and things are happening, stylists and makeup artists and just we're put through a lot as far as people they need us. Yeah. We're sought after. And especially if you're good at what you do, you're going to be busy and you right. don't want to turn that down because you have that relationship with that person and you care about that person. Right. You're like, oh, girl, I got to get your hair done because you have this event. Right. Like, absolutely. Right. And so a lot of times people put themselves last. And I remember, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, 
there's a celebrity hairstylist that I ran into and he actually was coming from Northwestern Hospital because he had just something happened to him wow. and he was like, girl, I'm about to get on this plane and go take care of this person. Wow. And I was like, but what about you? Right. He's like, I mean, I'm fine. He said, I'm good. I'm wow. fine. But he was just in the emergency room all night long. Girl. Wow. So I think that's something that a stylist or us service providers, we just want, we're givers. Yes. So we're just giving. And that's something that I do want to change in the industry, just making sure that stylists, makeup artists, estheticians, um, barbers, just take some time for themselves, understanding what that means. So it's not just about eating healthy, but it's about how are you mentally, Yes. spiritually, physically, like what are you doing? Like are you going to a therapist are you talking to someone about the things because we hear all types of things like is are you talking to someone yes on that note (laughs) because we know this within our community that um, oftentimes the the folk that we see to get our hair together is oftentimes also a form of therapy it is by no means a replacement for a therapist but for many of us within the community who cannot afford yeah. going to see a professional mental health care provider and or for those of us that struggle with even kind of accepting that therapy is also something that we should go. We know there's still such a stigma within our community around yeah. it. It's like, this is a person that I release with. This is a person that I vent to. Yeah. This is a person that I talk about my relationship issues or even also the amazing things that are happening in my life. But do we often think, oh, this person has heard this from 10 people this week. This person has been holding all these stories and all these moments of processing life (laughs) from not just me, but many, many other people. So how do you navigate that? So one of the things by having my own suite that I had, I would make sure that I would have some like Palo Santo or some sage Mm. just to like cleanse the energy or I have some incense going or just try to ground myself Mm -hmm. to make sure that, especially if it's something really heavy. But I think a lot of times as caregivers, we have, or at least I'll say for me, I can kind of make sure that it doesn't transfer to me. I can hear everything, but I don't have to take in, I don't have to embody that. So, (laughs) yeah, so like I, um, but that it's taken some time. I know some people who are truly, um, I don't know, what's the term? It's like they take on. um, Empaths. Yes, yes. yes. So I know some people who take on that and then they are not able to distinguish their feelings from someone else's feelings. Yes. And so over time, I guess, but I've been doing hair since I was 13, right. and, um, 33 now. So yes. I figured out a way to manage it. Absolutely. And it's so essential to be able to do that. So at the end of the day, you're not at home feeling bad because of someone else's emotions transferred yeah. over to you. I really love that you drew attention to the power of various um, rituals that you implement as part of your practice to help clear your energy, clear your space, and clear essentially your own body. Mm-hmm. How does spirituality inform the work that you do and the interactions with the women that you serve? For me, a lot of the things that I do is more intuitive. And because I guess it comes, I come from a long line of healers and hairstylists. It's just something that I guess I can kind of 
since I'm touching people, I'm touching your head, yes. like I can kind of understand what you need in that moment. So whether that's me looking at you directly in your eyes or may- maybe that's a hand on your shoulder or that's, you know, maybe a longer shampoo yes. or just, you know, making sure I text my next person and say, hey, I'm running behind yes. because, you know, we need a little more time to talk about whatever it is yes. that we're talking about. So I think I just kind of go off of intuition, but... Yeah, it's just more intuition, letting the ancestors lead me and show me what I should be doing. I love that. Do you feel like you've always had a strong connection with your intuition or what has been your journey for being able to discern what is your intuition versus another voice? I think I've kind of done like some tests with my friends. (laughs) So Tell um, us about these tests. (laughs) So it'll be like... This is probably the most random one, but I'll call my friend and they'll say, I was just thinking about you. Girl. I was just about to call you. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I listened yes. to that small knowing or that inner knowing and I called you because I felt something. Yes. I didn't know what it was, yes. but I felt something. Or like me and my friend Margo, one day what we did is now this was an interesting test now this is like he's so skeptic of like spirituality Mm -hmm. and certain things but i had him pick some numbers Mm -hmm. i said pick a few numbers and i'm gonna try to guess those numbers yes and so i guessed a lot of the numbers and he's such a skeptic he's like what he's (laughs) like no way and by doing those little things it helped me to just strengthen the fact that I know what yes. I'm feeling to be true. Yes. And so just to go with that. I love what you just said. I find it so fun to also play with the universe in these kinds of ways. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree and experience what you said about if someone pops into your mind, you give them a call. Yeah. Literally the vast majority of my interactions, especially over the past month, where I call someone or text someone, Nine times out of 10, that person responds back saying, I was just thinking of you, or I was listening to your podcast, or I just went to your Instagram. Like, it got to the point where I'm not surprised anymore. I literally respond, I know, now let's talk, what's good? Yes. It's like, clearly (laughs) we're supposed to be having this connection, Mm -hmm. let's deepen into it, you know what I mean? And for us, when those things happen to affirm not, oh, that's crazy. No, that's not crazy, that's energy. You know what I mean? That is our consciousness essentially meeting up in the same place and saying, what's good? Tapping into the, what is it, the conscious collective? Yes, yes. And I'd love to also like ask you about what you said about trusting ancestral guidance as well. How do your ancestors really make themselves known to you? There's a variety of ways, but I think it's just, like I'll see repeating numbers Mm. or I'll smell a scent that there's like no reason for this scent to be there. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I think I really see a lot of numbers. That's what it is. I'll see 747 or 919 or like 111, (laughs) you know, uh, just things like that. But then also I think it's just, there was one day I was cooking and um, my mom- And Caprice throws down in the kitchen. (laughs) Thank you. There was one day that I was, uh, I couldn't remember my mom's recipe. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, what was it that she used in her dressing? And out of nowhere, I just had this knowing mm. of this peace and this calm. And I felt like she was there with me. And I remembered wow. everything that I needed to put into the recipe to get it to taste like hers. And what were you cooking? Uh, dressing. <laughs> 
Okay, so you're making like a salad. Yeah, I was oh, dressing. dressing uh, yes. Like for soul food. Yes, um, yes, like yes. For yes. Thanksgiving type of thing. Oh my goodness. That is so beautiful because there is no amount of soul, like intellectual will that would have yielded that for you. It was you surrendering to spirit and saying, reveal yourself to me. And she came through and she provided that for you. Yeah. So let's actually talk about your mother. So you have mentioned her a few times. And I remember when I met you going to your salon, it was named after her as well. And I know that she plays just such a significant role in your life. Um, Could you just talk more about how she even since transitioning has just continued to show up in the work that you do and in your life more broadly. Yeah, so I named my salon after my mom and my grandma, so Elaine Madeline. My mom's middle name was Elaine, so I've had her first, (laughs) and then my grandma, Madeline. So my mom, from the minute she got me, she just really guided me through mm-hmm. so much. I, at the time, I didn't understand why she did some of the things that she did, but I think she did them because she knew that she wasn't going to be with me for forever, and mm. she needed to, I needed to learn these lessons, and yes. I needed to learn them soon, and yes. I needed to learn them fast. My mom was a super strong woman, super intelligent. She was went to college, straight A's, and she had kids working full-time and I just I just looked up to her and just thought she was such a strong embodiment of everything that I wanted to be beautiful so when I had the opportunity to have a salon I was like absolutely I have to pay some homage to my mother Um, at the time she was still living and so I was so grateful that she got a chance to see my salon and she told me that she was so proud of me of course um, but yeah I wanted to make sure that my salon had like a strong foundation my mom and my grandma were two very strong women so that's so beautiful I love what you said about paying homage you know I actually have a prayer that I speak every day and as part of it I specifically say I pay homage to my elevated ancestors the divinities of my spiritual court and this idea of every day speaking gratitude and giving honor and love towards my line allows me to actually show up in the world in a much more intentional way the reminder of it's not just about me it's not just about my path it's about us (laughs) and our path and that it is a collective one that spans back further than i'll know and spans forward further than i'll know And for me to always be giving that respect that is very much due to the collective that I'm a part of and my lineage is really powerful. It's like honestly changed how I I approach every single day. So for you to just pay homage through literally creating this salon that so many people came through and were blessed through, that's so powerful. Like everybody that you blessed within that space, in a sense, also received the energy of your ancestors. Oh, wow. I didn't. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's how I see it. Uh (laughs) Hey, y'all. Lauren here with a special note about today's episode sponsor, Organifi. They are organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, non-GMO, and they provide us with these amazing superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients 
and super low sugar, actually less than three grams. So I am currently loving their green juice. I can start my day with this green juice and I know that I have a super solid nutritional base so that if I don't really like eat, you know, <laughs> some super thoughtful meals throughout the rest of my day, at least I had my green juice. It takes just 30 seconds, right? Like you just pour the powder into a glass of water. You can even add it into your smoothie. And the green juice helps promote and support a healthy response to stress. It also helps you feel just like you've started your morning off on the right foot. Y'all know I love my morning ritual. Some of the key ingredients that I really love, moringa, ashwagandha, spirulina, beets, turmeric, a bunch of other great stuff. If you're interested in giving Organifi a go, head over to Organifi.com slash ohm. We're going to give you 20% off. So again, head over to Organifi.com slash ohm, And you can actually just check all this out in the show notes as well. We'll hook you up there. So we are both alumni, so to speak, of the phenomenal Sow the Seeds retreat experience. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk about that. So I, as many of you know, attended a retreat in the very last part of 2018, headed right into the new year in Bali, Indonesia. Caprice did the retreat experience the year prior which um, was held in Chicago. It had a very similar model as the one that I experienced a year later. And also it changed your life. And I know that we both received so much from Danielle Lyles Barton and Carlene Graham Perry, who led this beautiful offering that's very much rooted in manifestation, but understanding that we can only manifest our most authentic, our most true, our most aligned lives if we do the work. If we heal from trauma and knowing that healing is a continuous journey. It's not just, okay, I healed, moving on. If we open ourselves up to forgive and understand that also forgiveness is a path, again, not a one-time thing, it's always in flow. And also really affirming that we are unconditionally loved and supported and letting that be the truth that we navigate the world with, first and foremost, focusing on unconditionally loving and supporting ourselves. So for you, Caprice, how did that experience fundamentally change the course of your life? Because I know it has. (laughs) Yeah, um, that experience changed my life. I think it was the end of 2017. We did it, I think it started December like 28th and it went to like January 4th. So we brought the new year in. Yes. An intention. Yes. Like it was so amazing. (laughs) I met so many great women there that I still like communicate with today. But one of the things that it really showed me was how to trust that the things that I want, I can have. Mm. Say that again. (laughs) The things that I want, I can have. And trusting that. Trusting that I can have it. So say more about that. Because that is a big one for black women. Yeah. Like that is a radical truth to embody. Yeah, there was. So I set some intentions for 2018 for um, during that retreat. Yes. One of the intentions I set was to do more traveling. So I love traveling. And there was a retreat actually in Thailand Mm -hmm. that was going to be happening maybe three weeks from the retreat Danielle and Carlene had. And so I was telling some of the girls, like, I wanted to go, but I didn't think I was going to be able to. And one woman, she was like, Caprice 
you're going to go and this is going to be the first trip that you go on for this year. You're going to manifest this. And yes. I was like, okay. You yes. know, I was like, okay, yeah, let's see. And she looked up flights for me <laughs> and she found a flight from Chicago to Thailand for $500. Girl. And then she showed me like places I could stay. This is a good friend. Un- yes. That was under like, so like if I stayed there for a week, it was like maybe 30 bucks for the week if I stayed there. Wow. And I was like, what, are you kidding me? I was like, so I could go there for under $1,000? Yes. And at the time, like, my money, I had my money tied up in other things. So I was like, well, that is a good flight, but I don't have the $500 to go for on this flight. And she was like, well, you'll figure it out. And so I was like, okay, let me see if I can figure it out. Yes. So what I did is I went online and um, I posted on my social media, like, oh, I'm doing a special. And I did a special and I got all the money that I needed in the two days. Girl. For the whole trip in two days. Girl. (laughs) Girl. I was like, are you kidding me? And so next thing I knew, I was on the flight going to Thailand. And you were there for a while. Yeah. It was a life-changing trip. Everything that happened in 2018 was, I feel like it was all due to going to that retreat. Yes. It really helped me to open my eyes and expand my horizons. Yes. Once in Thailand, like they say, there's some type of like a vortex there. And like the energy that you feel is just, it's just different. Yeah. The sun feels different. The food tastes different. (laughs) Yeah. And you were kicking it with like mad black people yes, out there. Like there everyone was, was creative. <laughs> you were doing hair, like yes. everything. There's a whole scene yes. of creative folks yes. in Thailand in Chiang Mai. Yes. So you guys should look up Chiang Mai. And I went a year later, largely due to you and Danielle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bangkok too. There's a large population of black people in Bangkok living their best lives. Truly. Like, <laughs> their hair is just flourishing. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. So Let's go back to what you said about trusting that I deserve the things that I want. What did you say? Trusting that I that I can have the things that, that I can I have the things yeah. that I want. Mm-hmm. This has been big for me. So I have been doing this really amazing ancestral healing work with this woman named Parise. She has this platform called Do the Healing Work. And I've told you about yes. all of the transformations <laughs> that have happened in my life since March of this year, 2019, since working with her. And specifically since working with her as a means of connecting with my ancestors, because that's really what it is, right? She's a channel. Mm -hmm. One of the affirmations that she suggested that I adopt um, about two or three months ago at this point was, I deserve to have the things that I want. And I was so resistant to this. It did not feel like I was in alignment with this. And she asked me why, and I said, well, I think that it would feel better if I said I deserve to get the things that I need, because I know that I have needs and that I deserve that. I think everyone deserves that. And I was basically met with how out of alignment I was at the time with the idea of getting what I want Mm -hmm. and how uncomfortable that made me. (laughs) So I, you know, between then and now, I have done the healing work, as Paris would say, <laughs> to allow myself to really own and embrace that, yes, I also deserve to get the things that I want. And the manifestation of that is so many things that have popped up in my life. I have manifested, well, let me just say it. <laughs> I've manifested the beginning of a new relationship that feels 
more in alignment than any other relationship that I have been in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have manifested a new way that I am approaching how and where I'm living. So as you know, I relocated to uh, Marina Del Rey, just outside of Los Angeles mm-hmm. in April. And yet I'm finding myself literally just kind of on a world tour right now <laughs> and knowing that that's cool. I can have a home base that I love and I can also create a home wherever I go. Yeah. And that that is what I want and that's okay to want that. That's okay to live my life that way. You know, I'm really like expanding beyond what I could have imagined my life to look like a year ago. And owning that and not feeling like there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So how do you practice knowing that you are deserving of the things that you want? Wow, that's a good one. How do I practice? Because for me, it was like saying this affirmation, but not just saying the affirmation, feeling it within my body and saying, do you actually feel this way? Do you not? And then taking specific practices in my day-to-day life that affirmed the affirmation rather than like countered it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's more than just the words. It's like, how do you show up? Yeah, this is very true. Um, I think what I do is early mornings, I say affirmation to myself. So maybe I wake up super early. I I don't know. I've always been like a morning person. Mm -hmm. So I'll wake up maybe about 4.30 and I'll lay in bed until about 6. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I'm either like saying affirmations to myself, like um, thinking of like like manifesting, uh, thanking my ancestors, praying just whatever feels natural in that moment I think that's what I do and yes. that helps me to as I go throughout my day know that my ancestors are with me yes. and the things that I desire are desiring me yes. and I'll, I'll be fine Yes, and just know and just sit in that calmness because yes. sometimes I know like I can get like <laughs> antsy and I get like these butterflies in my stomach Yeah, and when that happens I'll try to ground myself and just say Caprice relax you have this and the reason why you have this is because you have so many life experiences that you've gone through Mm. that you have gotten the things that you wanted so yes relax you it'll be fine yes and getting the things that you want also further affirms and encourages you in the work that you're doing to serve other people yeah and that that's a beautiful thing so what is one thing that you want in the year ahead? Hmm. There's so many things. Narrowing name them. The, oh, name them all. Uh-huh. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's see. So right now I'm currently in the process of selling my condo. So I want to sell that and really put myself in a position to buy more property. Yes. So that... Um, I would like to be engaged. Oop. You heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> or, I mean, you okay, know. Okay, let me just say it. Me too. Okay. Here yeah. we are. Yes. Here we are <laughs> claiming our blessings yeah. and being unapologetic in it. Yeah. How did you feel when you said that? I felt a little nervous, but it feels good to, you know, say, yeah, this is what I want. Yes. Me so. too. I felt the same exact thing. I had a little mm-hmm. butterfly. I almost didn't say it. And then I said, no, this is the right energy to be speaking what I desire. Yes. You know, when Mm -hmm. you're with your sister friend who understands you, who affirms your life, who blesses you, and you're in that energy together, that is such a pure energy with which to speak what you desire. Yeah. You know, it's like a prayer. And you, girl, I remember it was, you were doing my hair 
for my going away celebration in March of this year. And I remember you spoke a word over my life that I will literally never forget. Mm. You were like, Lauren, last year I was in one of your meditations at Self Care Sunday and you, okay, do you want to just? I remember that. <laughs> oh my god! Because I will never forget this. I'll never forget this. So yeah, I was, I was sitting there and it was, I was late. <laughs> um, but I got there and it's like as soon as I laid down and got into meditation, I heard a word from my ancestors and they told me that I needed to move and I needed to move now. Um, and what the move was is it was pretty much I needed to, I was contemplating whether or not I was going to keep my salon open or close it. Which is a big decision. Yeah, it was a very big decision. Um, no one knew that I was thinking about these things. And my ancestors said, like, yes, people will be mad at you, but you need to do this for yourself and yes. you need to do it now. And so me doing it when I did it was the best decision. And I heard it when I came to Self-Care Sundays. <laughs> and I remember you like telling me this because I had no idea that that's what you received yeah. during the meditation. I oftentimes don't know what people receive when I hold space in that way. Mm -hmm. So you telling me that, you know, a year later while you were doing my hair and then right after telling me that saying, I remember you said, Lauren, you are anointed. You said your meditations are anointed. They are. And you were affirming basically my gift that I had stepped into, because you know I've been teaching yoga for several years, but I felt intuitively mm -hmm. and divinely led to start guiding meditations. Yeah. And something about when I guide meditation does light me up even more than when I guide yoga. And I don't yeah. know what it is, you know, sometimes it's just, that's your calling. And so when you affirmed that for me, it was like, unbelievable absolutely it, unbelievable it was amazing because now i do meditations you know in the mornings mm -hmm. but like as soon as i sat down on that mat it mm -hmm. was like i got it instantly because wow. i was toying around with the idea and i was like no i'm not gonna do that yes. and then my ancestors like yeah yes you are yeah you're gonna do it when we say you're gonna do it <laughs> i love that but yeah like i love that i, I got so much and I always, I always get, get so, much so much from you. From you. Yeah. Just watching, you like you're so inspirational. Thank you. Seeing all the things that you have manifested. Thank you. I remember when you manifested um, <laughs> the yoga when you went to California and you did the the yoga teacher training. Yes. Yeah. I remember all that of was those within things. two weeks. Yeah. Everything just aligned, and I yeah. was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Lauren is <laughs> is the master manifester." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, so if she's doing it, like mm -hmm. everybody needs to like go to Self Care Sundays and <laughs> get what she's giving to do it as well." On that note about ma master manifester, because there is actually this concept and this uh, approach called human design, and mm -hmm. it's like everyone is kind of made up into a particular categorical or like constitution rather, right? So like there are some people who are master manifestors, some people who are generators. We'll link to this in the show notes. I'm not explaining it very well right now, but basically there are different types of humans, right? Mm -hmm. And literally this morning I was writing and I was writing something that I have since shared on my Instagram uh, where I was reflecting about an experience I had earlier this week, um, realizing how I was being triggered. You know, I'm very clear on like what my triggers are and what leads me to get very anxious. Yeah. So I was reflecting on this experience that was really quite beautiful where essentially 
I was triggered, triggered, triggered. I wasn't taking care of myself. I found myself at my friend's event, very anxious. I had to dip, right? I get to my friend's house, the door is locked. So I'm literally just like sitting in the hallway, speaking with a dear friend of mine on the phone about my day and how I realized how I was getting anxious, but I refused to do anything about it. And there I was, right? But it was a really beautiful moment where I was basically forced to choose to deepen into communicating with my friends what I needed and also giving myself what I needed. So that evening I ended up opening up to my friend about the fact that I wasn't just not feeling well, but I was anxious. Mm -hmm. She made me a meal. She made me herbal tea. I took a bath in her bathtub. I was still talking with my friend on the phone who was a very open, receptive, loving energy for me you know and Mm -hmm. in the past I wouldn't have done this I wouldn't have opened up to anybody I would have dwelled within my own anxieties and the feelings rather than coming out of them but that evening I took the bath I woke up the next day my bounce back game is strong y'all like (laughs) whereas a long time ago I would have dwelled in it for so long and let it hold me captive so I was reflecting on this I was writing all of this about my triggers about my anxiety literally my friend Amanda texted me this morning Have you heard this song? She sent me a song. Literally, the song is called Trigger Protection Mantra. And I said, I'm literally finalizing a piece of writing that I'm sharing on Instagram about triggers and anxiety right now. And she said, you literally are a manifester in all the senses. Unlike anyone I know, you're so in your flow. And I was like, thank you, my love. And she was like, the human design description of manifestors remind me of you. They are rare. It's so inspiring to see you in your power and flow. And I said, wow. <laughs> so again, another example of what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation too yeah. around energy mm-hmm. and like how you will be doing something, your friend will pop up and affirm that. Pay attention to that. Yes. Paying attention to that. Look at you. A girl. <laughs> <laughs> so let's perhaps close with what encouragement do you have for any woman who is seeking to cultivate a more loving relationship with herself? So this could be with hair, her body, her just herself like what what is your best practice of what do you extend to our community so I like to live by the mantra I guess just do everything with love Mm -hmm. so when you're taking care of your hair is come from a place of love so if you're thinking of your hair saying it's nappy or it's not long enough or you're just always wanting something different maybe change that self-talk and say you know my hair may be not as long as I would like it but it's growing like look at this like just embrace and love on it like when you're putting your oils and things rub them emulsify them in your hands really good and yeah. you know just be really intentional and take in the smells and put it on your hair make it a ritual make it yes. a routine yes. and the more you do that the more you'll see the improvement of your hair everything is living and breathing whether yes. we see it or not they say like when you talk to plants they grow yes. so talk to your hair yeah. like massage your scalp massage your hair make sure you just love on it and everything that you do in love grows everything that you do in love grows well that's where we're ending (laughs) (laughs) so if anyone would like to get in touch with you or just know what you're up to where can they do that um they can find me on instagram at caprice dominique awesome thank you so much everything you shared was so beautiful and so from the heart and i'm just so grateful (laughs) to know you thank you i'm grateful to know you too and thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share my story of course thank you (laughs) 
I affirm that you discover this conversation in divine time and that you'll activate any of the insights that resonated with you powerfully moving forward. Now, at Black Girl and Home, we're all about gratitude. So special thanks to our audio engineer, India Jordan, for adding your magic. Khalid B for your original music. And thank you, yes you, for listening. <laughs> Y'all, Black Girl and Home is here for you. We're actively rewriting the narrative of what well-being looks like to ourselves and in our communities. To get more involved and learn more about us, head to blackgirlinohm.com and join our newsletter while you're at it. If you do, you'll get an exclusive and free download of a meditation led by yours truly for Black women and girls everywhere. Are you also deepening into your journey of wholeness and healing with us on social? Follow us at Black Girl in Ohm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What we're about here is real sustained impact. If you're influenced by something that you heard on our podcast and want to support, you can make a contribution today by heading to blackgirlinohm.com slash support. All right, y'all, breathe easy.